welcome back to the Just Interesting People podcast. Welcome back to the show. My name is Rosie and I'm here with my co-host and husband, Jeremy, as usual. And today we are talking to Marina. Marina grew up in Argentina and she grew up there with four sisters, including a twin sister. And we talk a little bit about that in the episode. But mainly we talk about traveling because traveling is a big part of Marina's life. She was very fortunate to travel with her family when she was young. And later in her life, she managed to combine her hobby for traveling and her professional life working with hotel and tourism board. So she was able to live in multiple countries like France and Australia. And during those travels, she built a special connection with the ocean and marine life. When we met her in Miami, she was really passionate about dolphins and sharks and this is really a huge part of her life right now she's really dedicated to get educated and to educate other people about the ocean marine life conservation pollution and etc so yeah we really hope you enjoy this episode marina welcome to the show hey guys so happy to be here with you Thank you so much for taking the time to record with us from Hawaii. We are quite excited about this episode because there's a lot of things we want to talk about with you. Um, it's going to be all over the place, I think. I don't have like a good storyline in mind. Uh, I've got plenty of things I want to touch base with you. So that's, let's see how that, that's it flows. That's the way I go. That's the way I move. I flow. I love flowing. So let's flow together, guys. I... I'm really happy to finally be doing this. I think we've been talking about doing podcasts since forever, yeah. so I'm excited to do it yeah. after hearing so many uh, beautiful people in your in your show. <laughs> Thank you. I remember the first time we met uh, and we actually talked was in one of the daybreaker mischief maker meetup that we I did was probably at the door Miami. and i was like can and i hug you <laughs> 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 and i remember you came to me and spoke french to me but like uh. super well and i was like are you, fr are, you are you french like for a minute honestly i thought you were french because uh. your french was so good <laughs> i was you. so I confused remember. and because you're actually yeah, from I was Argentina. I'm excited when I meet uh, French people because I get to practice, you know. Um, I, I, I get to speak English and Spanish a lot in, in Miami. But whenever I meet someone French, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's, yeah. let's keep practicing because uh, I, I don't live there, so I don't want to lose it. But I was so confused. My brain was so confused because how well you spoke. I literally thought you were French. I was like, oh. God, okay. Ah, you know, merci. That's <laughs> gentil. <laughs> how did you... Let's start with that. Here we are. Um, how did you end up in France? And how did France? I end up in French. France learning French? So um, I've, I've always liked languages. I think uh, a language... When you speak someone's language, you're, you're understanding uh, more like the expressions and the little things. It's not, I've, I've always liked, even since I was little, look, watching movies with, with subtitles. So in order to understand, but uh, well, that's a little bit. I, I watched the whole seasons, I think, was it 
Lost, yeah, the show. I watch it all in French uh, with subtitles in English. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I remember oh. like uh, some of the phrases and everything, like "tu ma vie, je veux un enfant." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and and I would repeat them and try to understand the things. Um, but my my passion for French started uh, at school when I when I had uh, I changed schools. I was actually studying Italian at another school, and then. I switched to French, and um, and then my sister moved to Paris. So I went there to visit a couple of times. And when I didn't have French anymore, I I just kept going to a, a private teacher with my twin sister, and um, and and we would speak in French and try to um, keep practicing. And 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 then going to France to visit my sister and her <coughs> her family. Um, was always good practice, I guess. We always go to Fondament, uh, that's where, like in L'Aveyron, uh, where, where the family lives, and, mm -hmm. and, in, and in Paris, visiting her, I've always liked practicing, and at some point when I finished my, my round the world trip and, and, and all the tours around the world that I did, um, I wanted to choose somewhere in Europe uh, to settle down for a while, and Uh, first, it was gonna be um, London because my sister uh, was living there. But then I decided to go to Paris because my English, I think I can understand people well. <laughs> I wanted to improve my French, so I moved there for a while. So it was a little more challenging than moving to London. How old were you at so this time? So that was before moving to Miami. I was uh, living in uh, in um, Paris. So I left Argentina in 2012, and then I did a trip for one year around the world trip. Then I stayed almost for one year in Australia, and then after I finished working in Australia for a year, I moved out and I traveled for six months, and then I went to Paris, lived there for. Yeah, five months more or less, and travel around Europe, and then I moved here. So that was like, yeah, almost it's gonna be ten years, guys. It's a, a long time of being a nomad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Okay, before that, maybe let's go okay. back to Argentina. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's start thinking about it. Let's jump around. Okay. Um, how? I've never been okay. to Argentina. Uh, no, me neither. We had one guest from Argentina, but we didn't talk too much about well, you the have country to come. and everything. Um, can you tell us about? It's, it's going to happen. Probably going to happen. Hundred percent, it's going to happen, guys. <laughs> Soon. So, <laughs> how was growing up in Argentina? Can you tell us where you come from and how um, was your childhood there? Yes. So I. All I know is football <laughs> about Argentina. So I'm like, I'm, I'm very happy, very grateful that I had a beautiful childhood. Uh, I was happy to grow up kind of not only living in the city. I'm from Buenos Aires and I'm a porteña, like we say. Porteña is from the from the port of Buenos Aires. So I come from the, from the city okay. and port. Um, so I, I grew up between the city and the farm 
um, because, well, my father is from a, a city 300 kilometers away from Buenos Aires, from Pergamino, and he grew up in the farm. Um, and when he met my mother, he moved to the city and we, we went to school in the city, but we would always go in the weekends to the farm and, 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 and be, with, uh, um, uh, be with nature, be in touch with nature. So I did grow up a lot. Uh, and I appreciate my parents for uh, not punishing me if I wanted to get all muddy and grab a horse and just <laughs> take off in the middle of, of the night to watch the stars. Um, so yeah, it, it, was, it was really, really nice to grow up getting to see the Milky Way. Like a lot of kids that grow up in the city don't get to see the Milky Way, but at the same time get the excitement mm. of um, the Colón Theater, for example. Colón Theater is, is a theater in Buenos Aires that has an amazing acoustic. We've always had beautiful, um, beautiful orchestras coming from all over the world. And living in the city, I got to see a lot of that too a lot of culture, a lot of, of, of opera and theater from all over the world. Um, so I'm very grateful to have a very eclectic childhood as an eclectic, uh, uh, with an eclectic city. You know, Buenos Aires is very well known for that. We have a, yeah. lot, of, uh, a lot of different types of European influences. And what gave you this um interest for travel and language and, and everything where is that coming from um well i i think it's always uh, been there since my childhood because um something that maybe growing up i i saw my my friends went to the same place every summer for example and i never had that i like every summer like we did something different with, with my parents uh, i had four sisters, so it was like a, a, lo a lot of sisters and, and, and traveling around was uh, always kind of a big group. <laughs> and, uh, and, and every summer we, we, we did something different. Uh, we did go in the summers to the beach in Buenos Aires too, and in Uruguay, we do that a lot, a lot in Argentina, but uh, my mother has always been very interested in traveling and, and she uh, gave that up to us, so I appreciate that too. Right. And did you already have this connection that you have now with nature, with the ocean, with the water, or that came later? Well, I've always had it. Like my my mom tells some stories from when I was little. And I have a lot of pictures in the strips, for example, in, in Mexico, um, I look at these pictures sometimes of uh, me and my twin sister um, diving with the dolphins, uh, no, swimming with the dolphins in mm. in Xcaret, in Mexico. Something that, that, of course, nowadays I look back at that and I know that that practice is something that, um, that kill so many dolphins and, and, and that it's basically restricting them of their freedom and there's a lot going on behind that that we're not going to go into details guys but the mafias dealing with those things uh, are pretty heavy 
And uh, nowadays I look back at that and, and think of that, for example, as one of the practices that we have in the in the travel industry that a lot of people are not aware that that that, that is creating a lot of damage to our ecosystem, to wildlife. So um, I did grow up a lot in, in, in touch with that too. And how was growing up with a twin sister and so three other sisters, uh, if I'm counting right? <laughs> uh, yes, yes, it's, uh, um, I have, uh, we are twin sisters and then the other two sisters are right very close to us. And then uh, my sister that lives in London, um, uh, she's, uh, she, she's, she's, um, she's my father's second cousin and when she was really little, um, she moved in with us and, and she grew up as a sister. So it's, we're, we're all women. It's a very matriarchal family mine nowadays. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it was very beautiful. It was very beautiful. What can I tell you about it? Yeah. Is it true what they say about twins and that like you, like you, you can connect with each other and you can feel each other's pain or finish each other's sentences. Like, do you have a special connection with your twin in particular we, that people always hear about? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And this week I was, I had a couple of, uh, of photo shoots with twins. I love it. I've been having so many sessions with twins. It's crazy. Oh. And I, and I connect a lot with twins because we, we, we share that, we share that, that feeling of wow, it's beautiful to just be born with someone that you've been playing with like since, since you were in, in your mom's belly. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. and my mom always tells sisters uh, like the stories of when we were together and we would uh, kind of talk even before we talked and just mumble and, and, and open the door together. <laughs> things like that. So we've always been very connected. Uh, we had a lot of trouble throughout uh, our teenage years when we walked out the door and we were dressed exactly alike. And and it was, uh, the fight was always, you go change. No, you go change. No, I chose this outfit. You copied it. No, I went first. So uh, that too, like we like the same things. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. We play with people a little bit. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you, you do look like each other as well. Especially I mean. we studied the <laughs> so. same. We studied, we went to the same university. We studied tourism and then hotel management. Uh, so we went to the same university and I started one year before her. Uh, and sometimes you run into people and some people didn't know I had a twin sister. And then they were like, wait, but like you, you already took this class and you did amazing. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> So it was, it was funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's good. Like, yes, it's, it's always amazing to have someone. Um, and my sister is also my, my biggest teacher. Sometimes I, I, I look at her and the things that piss me off about her are, are, are the things that I really have to look in um, and, and see why. Why is it bothering me so much? Um, and then like... Yeah, we, we think alike. We've had the same experiences. We have the same memories. So um, yeah. a lot of them. And we had a very difficult moment in our lives where, 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 where you start having different lives. 
when you start mm. being a teenager and having boyfriends and and that moment kind of you, you start branching out in separate mm. ways uh, and, and it's it's beautiful it's a very very different dynamic I guess mm. Like, because did you feel like you, I don't know, like losing each other in a sense? Like, was it difficult to grow apart in a sense? Yes. Yes, it was super difficult to, uh, for me, because at that moment, uh, my sister was, well, with my niece's father. Hmm. They had a very long relationship while we were uh, teens for like eight years. And, and I... And I wanted to get close to her, right? She started, it, it's like you feel replaced <laughs> at some point. It's like your, 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 your twin sister, she's all the time with you. And then suddenly she has, uh, she has a boyfriend and starts sharing more time with him. Um, so at that moment, yes, it was a little bit like I, I missed her a lot, mm. yeah. I guess. But no, it, it, it was a beautiful, beautiful childhood with her, for sure. Aww. With its challenges, for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure like, like with every, every sibling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the fights in my house. Oh, my God. But it was always like me, my twin sister, and my sister Alejandra, the three of us, uh, were, were an amazing three of At my house, like, we would have all of our friends come over. Today, a lot of our friends are, are mutual friends. Our school was very close, so people would come over at midday sometimes for lunch, and, and, and uh, we would throw parties together. Yes. <laughs> Fun times. Fun times. How did you pick your major in university? How did I pick? Um, so, how did I pick my major? I, I had a I have a lot of interests and 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 I've never kind of chosen one career like like most people put it. Yeah. Um, I actually like really uh, I love how Raja expresses it. Uh, she she talks about a lit path. I think uh, everyone's should be a lit path. Like hey, what 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 lights you up? Mm. What what um what inspires you and, and you start kind of trying different things and and for me my main thing was was travel my well my mom actually said well yeah you're studying tourism and hotel management because you want to be a tourist that's what you want to be <laughs> that's what my mom said when i was young uh, but kidding, kidding. <laughs> um and uh, and then what i what I loved was mostly hosting people. I think that's what made me choose uh, that because I wanted to do more, like I wanted to have a big hotel where I would receive people from everywhere in my home and and have, like I, I would have friends over and, and, and wait for them with chocolates and, and a toothbrush in the bed and having all nice and set up. I, I, I've always, well, that's why I also worked in events. I, I, I like making all things pretty. And in photography, it's exactly like that. Yeah. It's making all, like, look perfect. And, and um, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy creating smiles, making people happy and, and having people 
um, enjoy their time. I feed off people's uh, <laughs> smiles. So that's how I chose it. Yes, because I wanted to to get more in the hotel side, right. and then and then I switched over. But I did many different things in the travel industry. And then I did a master's in marketing because I did mostly uh, marketing and sales for hotels and destinations from from all over the world. Um, so so I wanted to kind of get more into digital marketing and analytics and understand more um, a couple of different things in the in that world. And that's that's where when I moved to Miami, that's when I, I did my master's yeah. there. Okay, so let's talk about travel. What was your first major travel experience that you remember? Because it seems like you've kind of gone everywhere. And I want, although I want to talk about everywhere, I don't think you probably can in this episode. So where was the first place that you remember going that was like, oh my God, I love travel? Oh, first place, first place, first place. Um, I, I, well, I have a lot of amazing memories from when I was really young, mm-hmm. when I was... Oh my God, I love travel. I remember uh, France, going to castles in France and thinking, oh my God, I'm in a movie. So I really like diff- watching different settings. I've always enjoyed like not only, not only places, but also like people. Why would you stay in the same bubble of people your same age all your life for example like uh, for me it's very interesting to have friends of all ages to have um like like connect with people from from all over the Mm. world and and also see what's happening right um because another thing that i'm very interested is, is 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 that seeing the reality from people that are living it in different places and not from the narrative that we Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you you graduated in Argentina and then uh-huh. you went traveling but did you go traveling just for fun or did you find different jobs that allowed you to travel around no. the world No so so when I um when I was living in Argentina I've, I've, I've always traveled a lot my last uh, jobs there uh, well, I've worked for a while at the Faena Hotel. Uh, I know you know the Faena because we did a couple of daybreakers at Faena in Miami. But that was just an idea when I was working at Faena. Um, Miami was just an idea. And, and Faena, Buenos Aires, is a beautiful hotel um, that, I, that I got to spend a little over two years uh, working at all different areas. And I, and I really enjoyed it. And what got me to um to travel was after the faena i was working for phc it's a company that does um um, representation of luxury hotels from all over the world so i worked for brands like jumeirah do you know the burj al arab it's the symbol of Mm -hmm. dubai um and well, everyone sees it, it's the big sale oh, that yeah. building. Yeah. So that's a seven-star luxury hotel. So that's from um, that's from the brand from the Sheikh Jumeirah Group, 
they have a lot of different hotels, luxury hotels all over the world. Sun International in South Africa, Savi Savi. We had a lot of luxury hotels. The Viceroy, actually. Viceroy, Viceroy Miami. I, um, I remember coming for the first time in Miami to do a site inspection of the Viceroy Miami <laughs> that's now, um, that we actually use for one of our events. Um, but I used to work with them. So all of these uh, hotels, what I did was marketing and sales for Latin America. So I traveled to Chile, Peru, Colombia, Ecuador, um, Mexico, and, and I did presentations on the hotels and the destinations and everything for the travel industry. So I worked with travel agents, uh, doing contracts with tour operators, working with press, um, uh, to promote all of these properties in the Latin American markets. So when I moved to Australia, actually I did that, but with the Australian and New Zealand markets, promoting um, destination management companies that are the companies that organize uh, everything that you do in a destination. Um, so I was working with those type of companies but for the Australian and New Zealand markets. Mm. So yes, I've always been doing that type of work and, and working in the travel industry in agencies and uh, hotels. And in Miami, I did uh, business development uh, for, for a corporate travel agency. So I've always played around there. That's why I decided to do marketing afterwards yeah. in my yeah to complete your it's amazing how you found something that gave you a chance to enjoy something you love doing traveling and well mm -hmm. work with it and you can go pretty much anywhere in the world and get paid for it and like you can combine your Absolutely. professional life and your hobby and and you don't have to yeah that's amazing that you found that Absolutely, Anna. and I've and I've always thought if if, if you are um, if you're lucky enough to to live in a reality and to have freedom, which we should be definitely grateful for, um, while well, we have it, <laughs> we we really should should listen to to ourselves and 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 follow exactly what we want to do and not listen to all those limiting beliefs that tell you you can't do this because of x or y uh, i see so many friends that were telling me oh i wish i could do that but mm -hmm. and, and the excuses were all things that i lived too it's not it's not like i didn't have i i love my life in buenos aires before i left I had a, a, a boyfriend for like the last six years that I have a beautiful relationship with. I have my apartment, my job where I was traveling all around, but I, I still wanted to, I wanted to do a round the world trip by myself. And I wanted that as an experience also. Imagine living all your life with a twin sister. It's, it's really um, good as an experience, experience to, um, to do some solo traveling. And I learned a lot and um, so I, I don't think there was one specific moment where I was like oh my god I love travel uh, but I, I was definitely exposed to different cultures and I'm a very curious person so from when I was very little I was exposed to a lot of that and 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 I've always liked keeping in touch with that 
even if it is being in my city and receiving people in a hotel or, or being working with uh, hoteliers all the time. I remember I created a beautiful relationship with actually the person that introduced me with this. This is Amarula I'm having. Um, Amarula is um, a South African liquor mm. that is made with a, with a fruit that the elephants and the uh, monkeys in the jungle eat and it's fermented and, and, and I saw some videos actually and they get a little bit drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's um, the, the person that introduced me to that was a hotelier from Savi Savi uh, in South Africa. And she came to Buenos Aires all the time, and we traveled together to Chile to see clients, and 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 so we we created a beautiful relationship with her, and and I learned so much about her culture, not even being, not even going to South Africa, right? I haven't been to South Africa yet, but just going there through her stories. Um, really made me travel that's why I, I like storytelling i like um i like storytelling through images and words and and, and writing i love that <laughs> <laughs> it's really brave that you decided to go for a trip around the world on your own especially living like in a big family and having twin sister be really connected with your family it's not like you were a single child you know and i um, it's it's not it's it's scary to jump in a plane on your own and say, well, let's go, bye mom, bye dad, bye everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, at that point it was scary. Yes, so so I I definitely I definitely love conquering fears and 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 it's not like I, I I'm not afraid of of some things. I've been afraid a lot of times. Like yes, I've been afraid. It, Jordan when I thought I was kidnapped in the middle of the desert and I wouldn't be able to get out and then I was afraid when I was in the middle of a pirate ship and, uh, getting to an island where I couldn't see the light oh on any side uh, so yes yes that ship they used like a Samsung as a light uh, but that was a long time ago in the Philippines um, so yes, I've been afraid of a lot of things, but uh, but it's it's not what's. I'm I'm not gonna stop living my life because I'm afraid of something. <laughs> Good, love that. I like working on fears. I'll quote this one. <laughs> yes. That's good on the Instagram uh, page. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you go with your yes. year-round trip? Which, which countries did you go to? Okay, where did I go? I started for three months in in Europe. At the beginning, it was my um, getting to getting getting comfortable with traveling alone, mm -hmm. um, but doing mostly the uh, northern countries that I hadn't been to. I had visited uh, uh, some places before, but um, alone, I I went more to Norway. Um, um, all the northern countries, some countries that I've been to all before too, like I started in Spain, but visited a friend and traveled more through the northern part. My grandma is from Bilbao and, mm. and, and that region, so it was nice to go to Bilbao and call my grandma from there and oh. she was excited and, 
uh, yeah, I always send my my grandma postcards from everywhere. Um, she ke she keeps them in a in a little treasure box. <laughs> Yeah, and shows them to me every time I go visit, <laughs> and I love it absolutely. That's yes. cute. It's my favorite thing to do in Buenos Aires. Um, I'm actually gonna write a. I'm, I am writing a book, but it's my first book, so it's gonna take me a while. <laughs> but uh, it's dedicated to my grandma. It's always oh. been there for me. Wow. Yes. Ma, so, so yeah. Um, after Europe and visiting that northern part of uh, Spain and then uh, France, uh, then I traveled around a little bit of Germany, northern countries. So everything that I kind of wanted to do in Europe that I hadn't done before, then I went from there to, well, Turkey was, was my was the point where my mom came and joined me and, and we did a trip around Turkey together. Mm -hmm. And that was my kind of like getting uh, out of my comfort zone finally, because mm -hmm. I was leaving Europe and moving on to Asia by myself for the first time. I hadn't been uh, yet. So, so she traveled with me around Turkey and then I took off and went to Jordan by myself. And, um, and then I did Jordan, Israel, then, sorry guys, it's a lot, Jordan, Israel, then I went to uh, India, I uh, stayed like five weeks in India, and then I did uh, many countries in Southeast Asia, um, like Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, um, Malaysia, Philippines, uh, Myanmar or Burma. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I can't keep going, guys. But China, <laughs> Japan, uh, New, New Zealand, Australia, of course. Uh, after living in Australia, I went back and, and, and kept looping and did the countries in Asia that I hadn't done that I wanted to do or go back to. Like I went back to Indonesia, I would go a thousand times to Indonesia, guys, and and the Philippines. The diving spots there were oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going back to let's loop around. <laughs> going going back to your question before um, of 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 diving and how I fell in love with that. Uh, it was definitely traveling because I was exposed to it growing up, um, and 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 my mom always tells a story about like at the time that we went back in a boat in Mexico and and we were telling my mom that we saw a shark and my sister actually uh, took a picture and my mom wouldn't believe us and then and then in the boat they were like oh who saw the shark and, and my mom was so scared <laughs> so scared and loop, looping back to fear um, what is fear fear is fear is like I don't know about this. If you if if you don't know about something, you're gonna be more afraid always. Mm -hmm. um, so so in this case, fear of the unknown. She doesn't know about sharks, or she knows about the concepts that you've seen from Steven Spielberg mm -hmm. that are not not right. <laughs> um, so uh, yes, those were my first experiences. But then I was exposed more to to the ocean, not being in Buenos Aires, uh, where 
the water is really murky and mm. almost black. Um, but being abroad and, and traveling around, uh, especially in Thailand, uh, where I did my advanced and Southeast Asia, living in Australia, where I did live aboard cruise. And, um, and yeah, of course, afterwards, uh, moving to Miami, that's where I became an instructor. Yeah. Yeah, it's when you go to those places where so many people also rely on the ocean. Uh, and, yes. and the ocean is just a crucial piece of the cities and the town and the people. And and if anything changes, the life like are destroyed. And we don't see that mm-hmm. from our yeah. TV and everything. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, and uh, and it's very very important um, to to mention that because a lot of people out there live from the ocean, live live off the water, and and a very very big problem right now um, is is overfishing and all the illegal fishing fleets that are going around the world, devastating our oceans and. And leaving those small fishermen that used to go out there and get their own fish, leaving them with nothing. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a that's a big one to tackle in conf- in conservation. Um, that uh, that is very very uh, difficult because there is a lot of mafias involved, a lot of people paid off, um, and and subsidies. The subsidies that are being given to an industry that basically supports um, slavery offshore and uh, and uses very very unsustainable methods to to fish. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just like the wh- one of the solutions to solve that is education, and just like I've been saying, like in previous episode, like. I think the more you travel, the more you meet people that are different, the more you meet, you, you, you go to places where they have different cultures, different religion, you're going to understand and be more accepting of everyone and you're going to realize that we're all the same. 100%. I think I think you should <laughs> throw kids in the ocean as soon as possible and make them dive, make them <laughs> see like the beauty there is underwater that we don't see. And... Like, it's, there's something, like, watching TV, watching documentaries is one thing. But actually going there is mm. really special. Like, seeing all those animals mm. swimming around you. And then again, mm. and then again, let's go back to fear. It's, it's a lot of people are so afraid um, and, and that they don't do it. And if you... If you do it, you realize that when you're in the ocean, anything, like everything you feel is peace. I meditate so much in the water. I, I just like being alone in the middle of the water, diving down, sitting in the sun, just closing your eyes. It's, it's, it's very meditative. And, and when you're surrounded by nature, you start listening more. Um, and, and it's very, very fulfilling the type of connections that you can do uh, with, with with all the animals that are around you. That's how I started connecting with with, with the dolphins. I, I wasn't like, I, I was just chilling in my board and suddenly they showed up and, and they started looking at you. Um, it's it's very nice to, to, to just connect with nature and, and feel 
like like you were all in unity instead of feeling um, like like you were above everything else. And I think that that comes from religion, if you ask me, and how religion has changed throughout times. Like now, now it's all more about like one ego. <laughs> People are more self-centered and ego-centered, and and they don't look at. At, at, at the sun as as, as as the sun as as something that we should worship and, and adore because it's here to to brighten our days every day and and, and gives us sun races and sunsets every day for example uh, or or I don't know the Pachamama there's there's so many deities in in, in ancient cultures um, that uh, that we that we used to worship. And, and some cultures nowadays that are maybe supposed to be worshiping um, a deity are actually doing completely the opposite <laughs> with their actions. Like nowadays it's, it's all lost. And I think people are more like self-centered instead of looking around them and appreciate what they, what they have. Why, why do you think is that? Like, what do you think brought that? What do you think brought that? Well, well, yeah. What what I was telling you before, like I I, I feel like like there's. I've always thought that the re religion is a way of manipulation of the masses, right? If you if you want to have people believing in one thing, it's easy to do it with fear, like. Tyrants do that. Yeah, they use you'll fear. go to hell if you don't behave it's like that. It's one or... of the things that you do. <laughs> Religion, media, fear. We all know those things. Um, so, yeah, I do. I do think that that before there was more respect, um, and, and more fear of of what maybe that that God could do to you. <laughs> maybe, maybe the people that didn't respect it actually feared it, um, and and all of those different gods were kind of eradicated to uh, to bring a lot, a lot of a lot of religions. Um, well, I, I I don't think we should worship just one god, but but everyone. Um, I don't worship just one God. I, I worship everything around me. I, I worship you guys. You are God. God is in all around us. For if if you ask me, and and I feel like like putting everything to to one concept and and giving it like a um, it, it it really made people more self centered. But that's just a concept, guys. Yeah. I don't know. For me, it's, it, I feel like we should go back to worshipping a lot of different gods. <laughs> well, and, and even like maybe in a more simple way also, we should be a bit more respectful of each other and respectful of people having different opinions and yeah. also respectful of, of our planets and everything. Now we can see right now everything going on has plenty of fires everywhere and you know more and more 
hurricanes and how everything is yeah. totally upside down on, on the planet. And that's just a consequence of how we've been behaving. Um, and it's kind of the slap back in the face, you know, like you've been dick for so long. Um, <laughs> exactly. And for so long. And it, and it all goes back to also like, like, oh, like what are we doing? Who are the people that are leading us right now? Uh, like, and, and uh, what's, what's happening? Because we are losing, we are losing our world. Um, we're losing our freedom too. Like there's, there's a lot of things that are happening in the world that, that, uh, that I'm, um, I think we should all be aware of. And I think we should all also get involved, just get involved and, and learn. And that's what I'm into. I'm into research and, and journalism and, and learning more about what's happening. Um, because, um, our, our exposure to other people, other cultures, uh, and other ideas is always going to help us grow and, 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 and achieve more things. If, if we, if we get closed up and, and, and we don't see that, um, then that's when confrontation also shows up and and one more thing that I think is is important to touch base on regarding that is is, for example, Google. When you go on a search in Google, um, it's always tracking what you're searching, unless you go on incognito. But still, um, incognito has other security issues and things. But but if you're always being tracked, and then and then like the system already like says okay this germ is into this so i'll feed him more of that more of that yeah. more of that so it's it's like you are feeding yourself the same narrative and the same medias and the same things over and over and that's where actually i don't know if you've seen DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is another search engine yeah. um where it, they don't track that so you can maybe have more um different sources but besides that, I think um, we should always be informed and, and, and learn in which ways uh, we can contribute. And that's where I, I started with, with, my, with my time to um, try to recognize which people are, are doing the things that, uh, that uh, that I support or that are aligned with, with, with my values or that I think I are more important right now um, and, and promote this and, and tell my friends and everyone around me like, okay, I know that you don't have the time to be reading about all of these things because you're, you're creating other things, you're working on, on another job, but, but just I like to surround myself with people that are knowledgeable about different issues. And me, like I, 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 I like to be very knowledgeable about one thing. I like the travel industry and I like um, the ocean and sustainability. So everything that has to do with that, I like to be informed of what's going on and what are the big decisions that are happening. 
um, in order to tell my friends like, hey, we should pay attention to this. The same way that I have a friend like Ingrid. Ingrid, she, she knows a lot about education. And I think it's very important for us all to be involved with what's happening with the future of, of our children. Um, but I can be reading, like, like getting into detail with it. She can. So she can give me a brief. <laughs> so I like to do that for my friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, get into this. Uh, put your signature in here. Like, that's what I love <laughs> doing my links. You have all the things to sign. And uh, I remember actually in Miami, you made, well, you didn't make everyone sign, but you sent a thing on Daybreaker being like, hey guys, you should pay attention to the water issue that's going on. Yeah. And I remember you always being quite yeah. kind of forward in terms of looking after the water and what's going on with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of um, interest. There's uh, a lot of things that are going on behind our backs and, and, and we're just like, we're just having more and more pollution, more things being allowed that shouldn't be allowed that keep uh, ruining it, not only for the wildlife that is um, dying and Biscayne Bay, for example, 90% is already dead, like all the algae. Mm -hmm. Um, you know how that used to look ages ago. All my diving buddies I have in, in, in Florida, uh, a group, the Chiefy crew, cheers, Chiefy is, is the best. And uh, I have diving buddies that have died for more than 30 years, uh, 35 years, and, and they, uh, they have seen the ocean and how it was before and, and, and how like they used to spearfish and and, and it's beautiful to spearfish because you get to, um, to choose what you're gonna take out of the ocean, right? So instead of having like gigantic cities like China did in the middle of the quarantine, had <laughs> this gigantic city in the middle of Ecuador and uh, the cradle of, of all species, uh, in Galapagos, mm. and there was another big fleet uh, of um, fishing vessels uh, right next to Argentina in my country. So what they do is they they drag everything with their nets. So what you do with spear fishing is you know exactly what kind of fish you are going to get, um, how big it has to be, what season you can shoot it, what season you can't. Um, so I have a lot of friends that have been out there fishing for a long time, and before you could see a lot more fish. Right now, um, right now it's 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 sad. Many places that that you've been to and you go back, um, and the state of the coral, the state of the um, of the amount of fishing nets that are left out there. Um, in in a study that I that I saw recently, it said that in the great patch um like 60 percent was those fishing nets and i don't we don't know worldwide how much it, it represents but yes you can say one number or another number but but those gigantic fishing nets are all over the place those are called mm -hmm. ghost nets some and some people recycle them into fabrics um and 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 that's a a new uh, economy that is booming right now the recycled fabrics but I'm also worried about greenwashing because a lot of people are like, oh, this is a recycled fabric, but um, it's very important to see who's certifying that and 
and, and, and what certification is real and what certification is not because um, there's many certifications that are not real. Like you're eating sustainable fish, but that mm. fish is not sustainable at all. Yeah. So it's good to just know those things for me, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, and it's also good that you share your knowledge. Like you, I remember one of the last thing you sent us on Instagram was something about how shark are being used and why they are being killed and all the products. Yes. Trucks are used to and yes, everything. Exactly. Right? And it's good that you share your knowledge. You, you, you're educating all of us uh, through through that. Thank so. you. Well, I, I, I think it's, I think it's important, and and I, I like to study a lot about those things, and 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 just give you the brief version. You don't have like I could talk about this yeah. for hours, guys. And like reading a book <laughs> about shark language, social behavior, and human interactions so I, I i could talk about it for ages but uh, i know that you don't have all your life to listen to that so what's really important right now and in a very very brief way there's a lot of all this information that i've been sharing for a long time like there's a lot happening um and they were actually um they, they launched two documentaries recently that made a, a lot of people pay attention to what's going on with the yeah. with the fishing industry, um, so it's it's good that 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 you stay informed and you know uh, one yes a lot of the, the this started when people wanted to uh, eat shark fins so just the fin for a soup that's a practice that is like since uh, the Ming Dynasty, like they, they used to drink this Chinese soups with, with, with the fin. Um, it's and it's very much of a symbol of of, of a high class power society. Power. Yes, but the thing is, yes, we've been we've been sending all of our production for years and years to China, and all of that high society has grown a lot, and the um, demand for shark fin has grown a lot. Um, and, and that started uh, making this business grow, grow, grow. But then they started using the other parts of the shark, um, mostly the, the, the bladder. Um, well, there's, there's a lot of it used for, um, there's a product called squalene um, that is used on some cosmetic products sometimes, like you're um, supposed to be cruelty-free and they put that in there is squalene is uh, you have to make sure that that you're using one that's coming from plants and not sharks um, because at the end of the day what happens behind the scenes with all of that um, all of that chain uh, you don't know about it and and the certifications are not real so I believe and, and going back to a way of consumption where I have my vegetables in my backyard, I go out and, and find like the, uh, the basics, but all of this thing about having like Amazon one click and making us addicted to, um, to, to that immediacy of, of things, of getting everything now, 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 that's very toxic and, and that's very destructive. 
and I'm trying, guys. It's not like I'm like I, I buy things on Amazon. It's not <laughs> like I, I don't do it. But the more you read and yeah, the more you it's learn, not that you're easy, like, yeah. wow. I. Uh, um, but well, there's there's a lot of so- solutions to be learned. I'm I'm not into I'm I'm into listening to people and 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 knowing what's what's happening out there. But uh, but I'm not um, close. I don't know. <laughs> so after working for so long in the travel industry and, and traveling places and stuff, um, I feel like the, the last, mm-hmm. well, since you've been to Miami, your, your, your connection with mm-hmm. the ocean, with water, with marine life, really mm-hmm. like you, you connected even more and and I mean, now you're in Hawaii. Um, I remember in Miami, you were talking about moving to Hawaii to actually get involved into shark conservation and, and stuff like that. Um, how, what's your objective? How do you see yourself um, evolving and getting into in the next few months, years? And so yeah, what, what do you want first to i now? wanted to get settled into um into working more in photography um i'm doing that that now i uh, and i moved to hawaii with with a job in photography um and um what i want to use is all of my skills in photography and videography and everything that i'm doing in my um professional life and, and with 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 clients and brands um also bring it to the conservation um area and and do more campaigns and educate people in a fun way and and there's 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 some people that that i've seen out there that are doing great things actually a french guy <laughs> jc uh what was his name jc pierre um, like I, I saw a campaign that they did with uh, uh, clean uh, my Kalang, um, a campaign about like cleaning up and, and, and it was with a band and it was a, a really fun uh, kind of music video to raise awareness and, and, and I think those type of things are, are, are really um, what can make us change as a society. There's other brands, for example. There's there's other um, companies. I saw a while ago, uh, Lonely Plant, uh, Lonely Whale, um, did this uh, great campaign that asked a lot of people to stop sucking, and they stopped sucking straws. So it's using marketing and communications um, t- to create visual campaigns uh, for conservation. Um, and journalism, <laughs> right? So doing research, um, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, doing something more um, like that, either campaigns or documentaries. Uh, we'll see where life takes me, guys. But, but I, I really like um, images and, and, and storytelling. And I want to tell um, stories of of. Of, of things that we should uh, pay more attention to and, and and try to get closer together to to fight for for our planet that really needs it 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. I got a couple of quick questions for you, three actually, uh, based on everything that you said. Um, what was your favorite, favorite country, country you've been to? Like, if you can only go back to one country, one where would you go back? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> okay. Um, one country only, I would say India. India is the most mm. different, different. It's, Why? I always say that. It's, it's just very different. Um, mm. And there's, it's so big. There's, I, I met people there that were traveling for the third time and spending like eight months in India. Um, it's, it's a lot of uh, different cultures, colors, tastes, the food, the people, the smiles, the women, women even like giving me their kids to take pictures of me with their children like i had those type of moments or staying in a homestay in kerala where where i walked the kids to school in the middle of like this uh, islands in the middle of the water um so i had lots of beautiful connections in india it was very special and, and there's a lot of a lot of regions in india that i would want to go visit I mean, it's a big country, so yeah, that's a place where you could spend a lot of time and yeah. I'm dying to go there. It's like <laughs> top of my list and has been for years. I don't know why we haven't been yet. And then now there's obviously a bloody pandemic oh, that's going to stop us, but uh, on one day we'll go. 7,000 islands of, of amazing diving destinations. Sorry, I, I like, I, 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 can I tie yeah. those two up? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you have to. And I will keep going, so stop me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was your favorite culture or where are the favorite people you've met? Like, I don't know, did you fall in love with some people somewhere because they're so nice or a culture? Like, uh, yes, uh, I really, really love. Philippines. I, I went there two times actually. The first time was um, when I left uh, Australia. After leaving Australia, I I went there t with two Argentinian girlfriends that I met traveling, um, and we were diving around and traveling around. That was the first time. And the second time, I, I it was with the Philippine Tourism Board um, doing a. a, a an educational trip. So those are trips where you go and you meet uh, providers. Um, and, um, and it was a dive fiesta. So I met a lot of providers of diving destinations. And there's so many amazing places. So Philippines, uh, the people were so warm, so warm, so welcoming. Uh, the girls from the tourism board, I stay in touch nowadays. They're friends, like they're they're beautiful people mm -hmm. in the Philippines. And I met a lot of Filipinos also in in, uh, in Sydney, uh, in Australia, while living there. Um, and, and here in, in Hawaii, there's a lot of Filipinos. They're always very, very happy, very, um, very kind, warm people. 
I don't think I've ever met anyone from Philippines. Same, I don't know. Really and guys, it's, it's just the first <laughs> one that came to my head. I could say so many other places. And the last one would be, and I think I know the answer, but let's see. What is your favorite, favorite marine animal? animal? You can only pick one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, I love dolphins, <laughs> dolphins, but I, I really love, um, I really like um, cuttlefish, too. Uh, I'm actually thinking of getting at the tool here <laughs> of, uh, of uh, cuttlefish. Cool. Also, because I love cuttles, of course, and, and he's a cuttlefish. Yeah. So the cuttlefish, um, the first time I saw one diving, um, it was it was gorgeous because i was like what is this thing is this like i didn't study marine biology i wish i did i might in the future but um when i saw that um cuttlefish i was like what is that it's it's from another planet and it was changing shapes and sizes and I, I, it was changing colors and, and the patterns were i had never seen anything mm. like that it looked like an alien and I stayed there for hours, yeah. like like my dive group was was absolutely gone, and I was staring at it completely hypnotized. Um, <laughs> so I really love those, yeah, cowfish and octopus are beautiful too. <laughs> but yes, I love dolphins. Yeah, yeah, I do. I I I do agree with you that they look like aliens. Yeah, when you see it, we saw once it was like flashing, flashing. colors. It I was still like, remember. What the fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> I yeah, thought I was like going the, crazy. It's like a, a mimic octopus <laughs> yeah. too. It's like they're they're mimicking their 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 predators and and they're and they're changing colors. And this cuttlefish, I remember, yeah, it was close to a rock and it was started shifting colors to to be more black and closer to the rock. And then it was more black when it was in the sand, more white in the sand, and. I found that identified with it because it's like um, I've always said I'm like a chameleon because I like being in different atmospheres and, and with different type of people uh, and, and and kind of assimilate. Uh, I, ca I can be in a luxury hotel uh, one day and the next day uh, I'll be in a hostel <laughs> and, uh, and in the cheapest hostel that I paid three dollars for in the Philippines. <laughs> yeah, actually, I did that in the Philippines and one trip i stayed at the three dollar hostel and on a different trip i stayed at the best hotel in manila so <laughs> <laughs> yes i did a lot and cuttlefish are also very mimic so i do identify myself with them besides the dolphin mm. cool i like that it's a it's a cool original answer i like it yeah <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Marina, for this conversation. I've really enjoyed getting to know you more. But okay. we have one last question. It's something that we ask all of our guests. So if you could have a conversation with anybody in the world, dead or alive, famous or not, just somebody who you think would be super inspiring to talk to and interesting, who would you choose and why? Okay. Um, I would say there's there's different people, but uh, David... Adenberg, I, I would I would love to to have a yes. conversation oh. with him. I would love to talk with him. Love that. Um, and then Sylvia Earle. Sylvia Earle is is 
<laughs> so you were going to say that. <laughs> I, I, I really want to learn more from her, and 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 she's very inspiring. Everything that 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 she has done, and she's still doing, and she's really a role model um, for for conservation, and 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 yes. So I would love to meet her, and I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can make I it will. happen. Love that. I, 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 I was sure you were going to say her. I don't know why. I was like, <laughs> because you know me a little bit. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and David, too, like he has so, so much, like, yeah, all of that amazing uh, years of experience. So, talking about wildlife yeah. and, and it's, yes, it's a very, very interesting experience that I would love to learn more from. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, the life he had is insane. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. Because right? he's pretty old as well. I, I mean, Isn't it 70 or 80, yeah. 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 So he, he also saw like so much evolution mm-hmm. on Earth. Absolutely. Uh, he's, he he's saw cr- all of this Even in, in terms of traveling, everything, like, everything is... Yeah, it's crazy. Years with, because it, this has all happened very, very quickly, guys. Uh, the, the way we have yeah. been... Um, impacting our planet has happened very quickly and and he saw all of that so it's very very interesting so i would love to speak with him mm. yeah. Sure. yeah good choice yeah i'll, I'll yeah <laughs> i'll sneak in <laughs> well thank, thank you marina you. thank you so much so for taking the time that was <laughs> yeah if people want to get in touch with you say hi learn more about what you do what's the best way to contact you um so in instructora marina in my instagram account is instructor a marina instructora marina um because (laughs) among other things i'm a diving instructor um but i don't kind of identify myself with only that (laughs) so yes connect (laughs) with me there um i'm updating my website so i'll be soon putting all of the links that i now put in my link tree in instructora marina i have to do mostly with um with places where where you can just put on a little signature and help us with a cost um and i'll be adding more of that also in my website perfect we'll make sure everything is linked um thank you so much again it's been really awesome getting to know you more and to hear about your story and your travels um if everybody else whoever is listening if you enjoyed it please make sure you leave us a review and we'll be back next wednesday with a brand new episode thank you so much marina thank Thank you. you guys